Head back and forth with Pacioretty. Now Stevenson kicks it in. It will count. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. From the draw, Nicholas Haig rifles it home. One-time shot from Haig. Vegas ties it 3-3. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace, Millard, and Chapman live Oh, Wallace and Millar are live from T-Mobile Arena. Chapman's inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Woo! We kind of lose sight of it because Vegas has had so much success in the first four years, plus in the National Hockey League, going on to three third-round appearances. Uh, but one of the great things about having a National Hockey League franchise in your city is when some of these historic clubs come through. And we're going to see that tonight in the Detroit Red Wings. And that, that's always one of those those special, cool moments to to see the team that uh, Gordy Howe holds all these records for. And Steve Eisenman was uh, the captain of and a, a multi-Stanley Cup champion. Uh, when, when you think about Detroit, I actually am surprised that they've only won 11 Stanley Cups in, in their history. With the players, Alex Delvecchio, and uh, the, uh, go through the the great Terry Sawchuk and uh, some of these players, the Ted Lindsay uh, that, that that they've had, uh, you almost think that they would have won more than eleven championships. But this is going to be a cool night. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's always good to to be in the building when the Red Wings are in town. Uh, it's a uh, a storied franchise, and you know you've you've hit on a lot of the key players uh, in that franchise's history. But for me. It's it's remembering Pavel Datsuk and, and Henrik Zetterberg and kind of the magic that they were able to create in that 25-year streak of making the playoffs and being a relevant franchise. That is an impossibly high bar, and the Red Wings did it for a long, long time, and uh, there's something special when they're when they're in town, that's for sure. Yeah, my buddy Chris Osgood does the TV for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, he's here, so an opportunity to catch up uh, with some of those uh, people that I don't uh, get to see and, and chat with and, and, and hang out with uh, a lot. Chris Draper was one of the great ones mm-hmm. with that grind line uh, with, the, with the Red Wings. Uh, he's part of their front office uh, now, uh, working along with uh, Stevie Y, but uh, and Sky Bowman coached him. But you look at this wing wheel. They're going through a rebuild right now. Might be a little vulnerable. Best start in the last four years for the Detroit Red Wings, but they've lost their last couple. Uh, they may be uh, there uh, just a little bit wobbly right now, hitting their uh, the rough patch uh, this season. And for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight, any ideas? No, nothing. They, they got nothing. The, uh, the Golden Knights, you should know, uh, did not skate uh, today at uh, City National Arena. There was no morning skate. There was no media availability. Uh, they are doing what uh, they can to limit any type of uh, extra gatherings uh, of the team because of the COVID-19 virus that uh, appears to have got into uh, the room right now. So there's three players 
in the last week, mm -hmm. inside the last week, that have been placed into COVID protocol. William Carrier, uh, uh, last week, we had on Monday or Tuesday, uh, we learned that Jonathan Marcheseau uh, was placed into COVID protocol. And now it's uh, Michael Amadio, who was picked up off waivers from the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, only a handful of games ago. Uh, he played 13 minutes the other night against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, so that's at a, when your roster is becoming thinner and thinner. Uh, he's the type of guy that uh, that that uh, becomes even more valuable. So this isn't just a loss of a, a bottom six guy. This is a loss of a guy that's got uh, some some NHL chops. So uh, the the idea that uh, we would normally come on here and give you who skated together at the morning skate or, or line rushes uh, with uh, Amadio out. Adam Brooks has been picked up off waivers. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you all about him in just a little bit. There's uh, uh, been a couple of recalls in uh, Miramanov and uh, Ben Jones ha has been called up. So they're all available. I just don't know available in what kind of order or context sure. tonight. Yeah, and, and I think that's kind of the big thing, right? Like, when looking at the Golden Knights, it was even kind of a question going into that game against the Carolina Hurricanes as to what the lines would look like and what direction Pete DeBoer would go with his lineup in trying to fill the hole of, of Jonathan Marchessault. And now uh, you're looking at a game tonight where we, we don't really have an update or a status update on Shea Theodore nope. who left the game um, against the, the Hurricanes. And we don't really have an update on Evgeny Dodonov, whether or not he's going to be able to go, who also left the game late. And that's that's not COVID, that's that's an injury. So um, I I am fascinated by warm-up today because that's really when we're going to get our first look at, at what the Golden Knights might look like tonight. You have a gut feeling? Uh, I I have a gut feeling as to who I think isn't going to be in the lineup. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Shea Theodore is going to play. I, I'm kind of fifty-fifty on Dodonov. I, 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 I want to say that he's going to go, but uh, the way the season's gone for the Golden Knights, I, I, I just, I, I tend to to kind of lean in a pessimistic way right now. I, I don't know that Dodonov is going to be available tonight. Dodonov uh, was one where he took the high stick uh, on a follow through. There was no penalty. I think that it was the right call under the rules. Uh, yeah, but uh, the. The real hurtful part about that was uh, eliminate any type of late game push from Dodonov, who's one of been been one of your great players. Uh, just from from where the shots that we saw on TV and being able to see him in the rink, uh, the concern there was uh, if there was any stick uh, into the eye sure. area. Uh, it didn't look like it from what I saw. It looked like a cut. You sew it up. He's a hockey player. He plays. But uh, like you mentioned, there's there's uh, there's a string of bad luck here where. What, what you see isn't necessarily what you get uh, when it comes to injury. So we'll wait on Dodonov. Uh, I'm with you on, on Theodore. That was a hard whack into the boards yeah. uh, with his head when he, when he tripped up and, and fell awkwardly uh, behind the net. So that's, that's one where I'll be pleasantly surprised if he's able to go tonight. Yeah, I, I, I don't get the sense that Theodore is going to play. And, you know, it, it'll be interesting because for the Golden Knights, that's another opportunity I would I would imagine for Daniil Mirmanov. As you mentioned, he was recalled from uh, the Henderson Silver Knights, and every opportunity uh, is one that young players should take advantage of. And we know what Mirmanov's been able to do at, at various times in in the preseason, and also in a couple of games here with the Golden Knights. So you're, you're hoping that a young guy takes advantage of an opportunity if yeah. that's the case. With the Dollar Loan Center being built right now. We were all aware that the Henderson Silver Knights were going to play in Vegas for the first couple of years. Mm -hmm. 
We just didn't know that the Henderson Silver Knights were going to get so much time playing at T-Mobile Arena <laughs> instead of Orleans <laughs> Arena, uh, which uh, which is what we've seen certainly uh, last year in the Calder Cup playoffs in the Pacific Division and what they did there in going to the final series. And then this year with all these names getting such significant exposure to, to the National Hockey League. Uh, Adam Brooks has also uh, been claimed off waivers. I don't know whether he's here and able to play. Uh, there's always visa issues and, and being able to cross the border. He was uh, he was in Montreal's uh, system. He was playing for the uh, Canadian and uh, was uh, was originally a draft pick of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, he's a Western Canadian. I don't know whether he's going to be able to go if Pete DeBoer wants to be able to use him, but what do you know about him? Just you, you kind of go through the, the numbers throughout his career in, in junior and AHL and any player that's that's about a half a point a game in the AHL is probably a player that knows how to get to the right areas, right? Uh, you also look at the numbers, nine points in 22 NHL games. And again, like there's there's a knack for being in the right spot. As far as Adam Brooks goes, if, if he gets an opportunity here with the Golden Knights as, as this team is depleted by injury, uh, you're just looking for something that sparks an opportunity down the road, whether it be with Vegas, whether it be uh, with another team that's focused in on on what he's doing. Uh, it's an audition, and for a player that I think has aspirations, certainly of of being a full time NHLer, this could be an incredibly uh, valuable stretch of time for Adam Brooks in his career. He's a uh, mid twenties a uh, player that uh, that knows a lot of guys actually uh, on on the golden knights uh, they're they're familiar with him some of the the younger players that uh, that were around played 5 full years major junior mm-hmm. that's really unusual where where you come in and not only play young but then play all of your uh, eligibility right through to 20 and then graduated uh, to the american hockey league and the toronto marlies uh, center iceman it's a little surprising that that in any day got picked up by, by Montreal but uh, it's a little surprising that Montreal is a team that doesn't exactly have great resources mm-hmm. down the middle yep that he was placed on waivers that that that's a, a puzzling one to me but when it comes to points uh, his numbers jump out at you yeah 20 plus goals uh, peaking uh, at, uh, at just uh, shy of 40. In, in the major junior with the Regina Pats. And then in the American Hockey League, the guy, he just, he has an ability to put the puck in there. I, I don't know what kind and what, uh, what situations they are, but I will say that based on what the Washington Capitals gave up in Chandler Stevenson, who is a player that uh, Kelly McCrimmon knew very well from his time in, in major junior as at a center iceman, and uh, what Vegas gave up on that situation, uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, follow Kelly McCrimmon all the way down the path in that they know exactly what they're getting with this player. And if, if offense is what you need right now mm-hmm. and you're thin on that regard, this might be somebody in, in Adam Brooks who can come in and give you uh, a little bit of a jolt. Yeah, the the you kind of keep going back to to the well and and understanding Kelly McCrimmon's um, deeper understanding of of some players in junior and and for me like you mentioned Chandler Stevenson and what he's been able to do this year and really last year the last couple of years with the Vegas Golden Knights since acquiring him. Um, I I just look at it as as another opportunity for Kelly McCrimmon to prove 
to all of us that he's got a knack for understanding where there's a player that maybe is a little bit underutilized and you can get more out of him. So uh, for the Golden Knights, hopeful in this situation, if Brooks is available tonight or when he will be available for them, that he can be uh, another player that provides some important minutes for the Golden Knights moving forward. So far this year, four games played in the National Hockey League. uh, Does not have a goal with one point and a couple of penalty minutes uh, for Adam Brooks. Uh, And there's been some great waiver claims over the years where players have been picked up. We'll see whether or not uh, this is one of those. It's, It's unusual that Vegas dips its toe into the waiver pool. Five. I, this is the fifth time. Second oh. second time this year? But second time this yeah. year. So it gives you an indication of where they are with the injuries and now uh, battling COVID-19 protocol. Uh, the Just, I mean, Mark Stone uh, is going to play his third game back, and, and he looked so much more comfortable mm-hmm. uh, the other night, so that's positive. But then you you continue to deal with, uh, with the other side. And, and with... The, and COVID protocol is, uh, if you're if you go through the whole uh, length of it, ten days yep. is is the number that uh, that everybody seems to be out for. Now now you're past Thanksgiving with this, uh, with the injuries that we've seen that uh, that are longer term in in Patretti and Carlson, and hopefully they're nearing uh, a return to the lineup. But we're not talking about them in a day to day situation uh you're looking right now at going more than a quarter of the season in this situation Mm -hmm. that's a really long extensive taxing stretch without marcius and stones and patcheretti's and theodore's and 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 so forth like it's it's really been uh, a challenge so good, good on them to be nine and seven, but just when you think you can take a bit of a breath because Mark Stone comes back, you lose Martinez, Marcheseau, and Amadio and Carrier all within, and and we don't know about Theodore's status, but uh, all within like four days. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a gauntlet for sure for the Golden Knights. And what I find most interesting is if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that the Golden Knights would lose four out of their top six forwards at, 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 a, at various points throughout the season. And and for for Pacioretty and Stone at the same time, and for Carlson and Marcheseau more or less at the same time. Um, and then you told me they'd be two games over five hundred. I, I would have taken that all day long. And, and so, yes, it's been a grind. Yes, it's been a challenge. Yeah, you're looking at maybe another... 10 to 14 days where where it's really really lean but the golden knights have done well enough with what they've had they have found a way to pick up points when they've needed it against opponents that they've needed to beat and you know again we kind of keep coming back to this if the golden knights can continue to be about what they've been so far this year i think they'll be in good shape once they start to get healthy i just feel like I have to keep revising what that even means because yeah. for this team this year, who knows what full health well, is going to look like. Pete DeBoer keeps going back to. Yeah. When when uh, reporters ask him about his potential lineup with Jack Eichel, he can't answer that. No. Can't, can't even come close to answering that. So I'm going to run down the list and, and tell me who I've missed because I know, I know I've missed somebody. I'll try. 
So Eichel's out, yep. recovering from the surgery. Carrier in COVID, Amadio in COVID protocol. Pacioretty, Carlson, Marcheseau, and Patrick all out. And yeah. then unknown status for availability tonight mm-hmm. in Alec Martinez, who skated with the bubble the other day, but I don't know what his status is for tonight, and Shea Theodore. You have White Cloud on there too? White Cloud. There we are. See, the TSN and, Mark missed time earlier in the year too. Yeah, but right now. Right now, yeah. So there, I knew I would have missed somebody. Sorry, Zach. I apologize. I'm, I was kind of. I hoping, don't think he's upset that you forgot. Kind of hoping this, that you'd be back in this vein. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out, mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. And two more that we don't know the status of. Yep. And not, not names that you can just re- slide somebody in and replace. No, no. Like it, the 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 fun. Not fun, but the, I thought we were past this. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, we're not. We're not. And and you know, we looked like it was it was turning the corner with Mark Stone getting back in the lineup, right? Like yeah. you and I had an, an, a full on show where we were looking ahead to what the next couple of weeks might look like for the Golden Knights. Getting Mark Stone back, the boost that that gives you, all of these different things, and then it's almost like it. And they've just, lost four since then. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, I've never seen anything like this. I don't know about you. Like, I'm sure there's, there's something you can recall at some point where injuries were, were rampant with one team, but early on this, this stage of the year and the hits, how they just seem to keep coming. um, Well, that's the extreme part of it is, is you're 16 games in mm -hmm. and this is, this has all happened. And there's been like stones not on that list because he's come back. Sure. Yanmark's not on the list because he's, he's come, come back. back. Yep. The guys have actually gotten healthy and been back in the lineup, but it's all within, and it's not a 16-game stretch in January and February. It's it's highly focused at the start of the year, mm-hmm. where we have we have we don't have two months to to talk about before that about them being great. It's all been in this in this small time span. Like yeah, I've been around teams where it's been 500 games. Man games lost to injury, mm-hmm. where it's just ridiculous, and and it kind of went throughout the season, but it was spread out throughout the season. This, this is sixteen games, and good on the goaltending sure. for being fantastic. Yeah, and good on the goaltending for uh, being able to roll through, and and have the same two guys going. But beyond that, it's it's what uh, what you deal with that night and who you have to lead on that night. I wonder if Pete's changed his, his mindset, like made a conscious decision to change his mindset to we're going to, I'm going to coach these guys and, and we're going to just basically see what happens every night and not try and think about at all about this other group. It's too easy to look at this group Mm -hmm. and get down. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, I don't, I don't get the sense from from listening to Pete and and just hearing some of the comments that he makes that that he's focused too much on on those players. I, I think that the singular focus he has to have right now is is who's available and how do I maximize it. You try and have some fun. Do you try and 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 alter your expectations when I, when when you're behind the bet? You're still trying to win. Well, it, you're still it, trying to match lines. You're still trying yeah. to do everything else, but. 
your your expectations of what that do you have to consciously change those expectations because you're coaching the same team wearing the same sweaters i just I don't players. i don't know if you can can consciously change like i think maybe subconsciously you you it creeps in a little bit but i mean like we've we've been in a press conference with pete deboer flat out saying 500's disappointing. Like, that's not what we want to be. And, and regardless of what the injuries are, regardless of, of who we've got in the lineup, this is still an organization that wants to win hockey games, right? Like, we have seen what this culture is here. This culture is about winning. And, you know, I think for, for Pete DeBoer, it, it's about, you know, looking at this group and figuring out ways in order for this team to pile up points, in order for this team to win some hockey games. And, you know, to this point, I, I don't know that you you change your expectations. I think you still expect to go out there, be competitive, find ways to win, and that more or less has been what the Golden Knights have done since starting the year one and four. I still think 500 is acceptable when when they start to get I, a few guys back. They're, I'm, they, they're, I'm with you. Nine and six, you, you, you are able to get greedy. When you were, when you were on that four-game road trip and you were two and one through the first three games, it's good to be greedy. Well, and, I, and try and win that that third game. But I mean, look at look at this homestand, right? Like the first three games set the Golden Knights up to have a really really strong homestand. Get if, greedy if you can get and and because of the early start, they can get greedy tonight against Detroit. Mm. They can get greedy on Saturday against uh, a Columbus Blue Jackets team that's going to have a real tough test in Arizona. Um, I I just mm-hmm. I think you you've that got game's a, already been given to uh, Columbus. It has. Um, I just I think you have to pick your spots and and understand that that y- you as the coach have to maintain your expectations right because y- you have to keep that culture alive you have to maintain what it is you do so well and this team is about winning and it, I don't disagree if I'm looking at this club right now give me 500 and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. But I think when when it comes to Pete, when it comes to the coaching staff and and you know the directives of 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 where you want this team to be at the end of the year, 500 is is a little bit short of where they want to be. It's timing too. You start 3 and 0, 3 and 3 is disappointing. For sure. Really disappointing cuz you hope there's you got to be able to squeeze out another one in in the back half of the home stand. Sure. That's where they are right now. Can you squeeze out one more this week? Find a way to, to win. And if you can, could you ever go 5-1 and one with this group? Well, get greedy. Get yeah. greedy. Against the Carolina team, uh, that, that was the most impressive team that, that I've witnessed with my eyes this year. Yeah, they were they, really good. They, they were just so controlled, so good. That's not on Vegas the other night. That was a game won by the other team. You're 2-2 in the third period. You get a break, you might be able to win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these games, Detroit lost a couple in a row, still in that rebuild. They're starting to get some some sights of of where this team can go uh, in the rebuild. But I think I think tonight's a winnable game, even even with with all these players out. Saturday is a winnable game against Columbus, pending if anybody else is 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 out or who comes back. Mm-hmm. Four and two is is what I need out of the Golden Knights on this homestand. Three and three would be really disappointing, and five and one would blow my expectations away. It's it's weird that that the difference between four and two and and 
what I've talked about being sure. blowing away my expectations and being so disappointing is just one game. But that that's that's the difference between uh, where where the bar is set right now. This competition, Ryan, coming if you have a full lineup, four and two would be like you might have left something on the bone with a full lineup and with the competition on the six game homestand. Full full lineup. The the biggest question is that Carolina game, yeah. right? And and you know the other Minnesota a little bit, yeah. But I, I still I still look at a full Golden Knights lineup as one that that can you know you get that monkey off your back last year with with Minnesota. I don't think that that's a team that intimidates the Golden Knights in any way. But the, not that the, they did last year. But I'm just saying, like I, I think I think things change. The, the lens for me with Vegas Minnesota changes. Yes, it would have been a difficult game, but certainly that's a game I'd put in the winnable category over um, over the Carolina game. The Carolina game was, if, if fully healthy, that's two heavyweights just getting in the ring and punching each other in the face, right? Like, it, it could go either way. I, I look at this road or homestand, I've said it from, from jump, before it even started. Give me eight points, I'm happy. Give me eight points, I'm happy. I don't, how, I don't care yeah. how it's configured. Now, as you mentioned, it changes. You start off three and zero. You want it to be four and two or four one and one. That would be, that would be even better than just eight points. Any combination of four and two, four one and one, five and one. If the Golden Knights can get there, that's monumental for them. On the surface, just just block it out. You have the first half. You have the second half. It's two weeks of games at home, mm-hmm. and they're they're Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. The front half, Seattle expansion team. Minnesota, a bit of a nuisance over the course of your history. And then Vancouver, and they're going in a terrible way. Yep. You have to win two of those three games. And they won all three. Sure. Week number two, Carolina, best team in the National Hockey League this year. Detroit in a rebuild. And Columbus, maybe even, well, they've got big injuries, too, to their star players. And they're in a rebuild. There's two Winnable games there. Despite what's going on with your roster, you got to win the back half because the, the the best team in the NHL. That was a tough game. Mm-hmm. You lose that one, but the 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 back half of this one, it's right there to do something really special on this road trip, or sorry, on this homestand mm-hmm. that that you can put some insurance points in the bank. Yeah, and, and I, I would expect the Golden Knights in this game tonight to come out with, with a bit of that energy and that fire, right? Like, I still contend that the, the game they played in Detroit against the Red Wings was on that road trip, maybe their most complete game. Yeah. And they end up losing 5-2. Yeah. to two. Um, Hockey gods are probably looking at that and, and giving uh, the Golden Knights a little bit of, of a different fate tonight. So, I, I don't know. I, I think this one is, is going to be an interesting one. I like the Golden Knights tonight. I like when there is more noise surrounding uh, who's available, what the lineup's going to look like, how do you maximize your roster. For whatever reason, Pete DeBoer seems to find a way to find the the, the winning combination. And tonight it, it might be Robin Leonard steals you a game. And I'm assuming it's Robin Leonard because I don't know any better. Yeah, right? I, like I, I just know, know Laurent Brassois from what Pete said last week. Brassois is going to start one of these games this week. From what he said, mm-hmm. it leads me to believe that, let me just break it down even more, that Brassois going to get more playing time. And if you play three games a week, the number and the, the sort of the schedule that Pete talked about, well, it it leads me to 
believe that Bressois is going to get one game out of every three or four. If they play four games a week, Bressois will play, play at least one of them. Same with three. So uh, he's going to play either tonight or Columbus. I don't know which, which one. I'm, I'm taking a stab at it here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he plays mm-hmm. against Columbus, but that's, that's my best educated guess. Uh, we want to uh, give you uh, a little bit of an idea on some good vibes around the Vegas Golden Knights, and we will do that after this break. But there's, there's a reason to feel confident about things turning the way of Vegas and the Valley. I'll explain next. I know Ryan's like, what? What the heck are you talking about? It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Hey, take your eyes and your mind, your thoughts, your focus off the injuries for just a little bit. Got some tickets to give away. Against the Edmonton Oilers on November 27th, a couple of tickets uh, in the course of the next 90 minutes on the VGK Insider Show. Pre-game show with Ryan Wallace at 6 o'clock from uh, Section 104 at T-Mobile Arena, and he will hand it off to Dan Duva and Gary Lawless for the drop of the puck. The Detroit Red Wings against the Vegas Golden Knights. Detroit, we, we owe that team one as a city because they were the first team that ever beat the Vegas Golden Knights back in 2017 and did you know did you know that Detroit is the only team that Vegas has not beat in this rink really beat Seattle a couple of times now sure have never come on it's the only one of 31 that the Vegas Golden Knights have not beat in this building so maybe we'll watch a little history tonight Ryan as I set you up for a a thoughtful discussion. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, you seem you seem negative right now. No, not negative. Okay, Why are you so here down? We here we go. This is fun. Let's go. Let's cheer you up. I'm, Let's get you feeling confident. I'm ready to go, Darren. I'm not like down or anything. I just I I, I find some some things are not entirely relevant, and and I don't know that the fact that the Golden Knights have never beaten Detroit in this building is. Um, terribly relevant to what might happen in tonight's game but you know what if you want to get into the into the weeds on it yeah maybe the golden knights have a little bit of extra motivation because they've never beaten detroit here at t-mobile let's go let's get it going Uh, no no no, that's all i've got to say on it that's that's pretty much it bryce harper congratulations this is my 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 vegas vibe right now Mm. mvp so bryce harper wins the mvp on the day that the Vegas Golden Knights beat the Detroit Red Wings for the first time at T-Mobile. Can you feel that? That confidence oozing in and around the strip and then spreading out all over the valley? I'm trying to connect some dots here. I, yep. I, I, I think it's going to happen. I believe it's going to happen. I'm calling my shot right now. When you're on the postgame show tonight, okay. you will be able to say, Millard called the shot tonight. The Vegas Golden Knights were going to beat the Detroit Red Wings for the first time in this building, all because of the positiveness that trickled out of Bryce Harper winning the MVP. Yeah, see, like, I, I kind of feel the same way as I do about ghosts. If the Golden Knights are going to beat the Red Wings tonight, it's because the Golden Knights are going to be a better hockey team at the end of the game. But I don't think it has anything to do with Bryce Harper You just talked about hockey gods. So you don't believe in ghosts, no, I don't. but you believe in hockey gods. I, I think that there's there are... There's the law of averages that that should eventually work out in your favor. And 
when the Golden Knights play as well as they did against Detroit in Detroit and don't come away with a win, I think sometimes that evens out over time, whether that be hockey gods or whether you really want to get into the ghosts of the Montreal Forum. We can do that, I suppose. But, no, I, I think tonight, you know, congratulations, Bryce Harper. I, I, don't, I fail to recognize how that equates to the Golden Knights beating a team Vegas that they've guy. never beat. No, I, I know he's a Vegas guy. I yeah. get all that. Has nothing to do with hockey. Literally, now, now literally nothing to do with again. hockey. I'm sure he's done the siren before, but I, now he can come and do the siren again. Unless he's doing the siren today, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't compute, buddy. You've got uh, some conflictions when it comes to the spiritual world, mm. like not believing on the ghosts, but uh, but then believing in the in the hockey gods. Yeah. Uh, More law of averages, but uh, yeah. Detroit uh, doesn't have a very good record away from home, uh, but they do have some kids. They do have some guys that are coming. Like, the, uh, Oh, by the way, Dylan Larkin is available to play for the Detroit Red Wings tonight. Yeah. There was some a lot of speculation that he was out due to the fact that he was pulled from the loss against Dallas the other night mid-game uh, because of a positive COVID-19 test. It was deemed to be a false positive, mm-hmm. and he's done the requisite number of uh, tests that all came back negative. So Dylan Larkin, who I think has nine goals this year, uh, is is right there. He's 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 up there with uh, Bertuzzi, and and he's having a great season. He's playing on that top line with uh, with Bert. So uh, I, I that's that's going to stick in the. Uh, uh, area it's eight goals uh, for uh, for dylan lark and their team leader tyler bertuzzi has nine but so, so that's that's another thing that they have to overcome yeah i mean dylan larkin is is a very intriguing player to watch his his skating is so so good he's such a fast hockey player and you know what he he's capable of, of kind of taking over parts of a game and you know we saw that in in his ability against the golden knights earlier this year um Moritz Sider is is fun to watch. I enjoy watching him play. Um, and then, you know, I, I look at Tyler Bertuzzi, who's just having a fantastic start to the year, um, maybe quieting down a little bit of late. But, you know, for me, like with Bertuzzi, he just seems to be in the right place at the right time. He goes to the front of the net. He goes there hard. Uh, it's a young team that, that I think has some belief that if they continue to do the right things within a hockey game, They'll, they'll be in most of them, and I, I don't know that that's going to stick around all year. I don't know that they're going to, to push hard for the playoffs, but I, I do think that this is a team that's growing in front of our eyes, and they're going to be better for it down the road. Darren Elliott, uh, my good buddy, uh, and I played some golf yesterday with uh, some of the Detroit broadcasters. Uh, we had a good day catching up, and but we were, I, I like hanging out with other broadcasters because yeah. all of our minds work in these peculiar ways. Sure. And... Some of us uh, put way too much thought into goofy things, and uh, and one of them was the uh, the same way we were talking about. Uh, Mort Sider had a big hit the other night in in Dallas, and they didn't have the game. It was on ESPN Plus, mm. and they, uh, Kenny Daniels was was kicking himself because uh, uh, he's got a, uh, one of these like prepared lines when something happens like that, like mow down or something like for Mort Sider. Yeah, but the. Uh, I think it was the uh, uh, Cal. Who? I'm not sure who said it the other night. Said uh, hard cider. <laughs> that's pretty good. I like it. That's that's not bad at all. So if he has a big hit tonight yeah. or something happens, you can use that. I give you full well, permission I, to use that. I mean, yeah, I'll throw it into the intermissions if it happens. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm just trying to help you out with your get, with get, your call when the, we hang out with just, uh, people. Just get the note to Dan. Uh, so we can call it in real Well, time. he's listening right now. Yeah. He's up there. He's waving. Uh, he's, Hi, Dan. He's, he's, Dan. Dan's always paying attention yeah. to things. He's like our studio audience when we do the show from T-Mobile Arena. It's actually, I imagine that, that I'm speaking directly to Dan Duba mm-hmm. when we do this. But Not to you. No. You're sitting right next to well, me, but I just imagine that I'm actually speaking to Dan Duba. It you, helps me. You have to, uh, you have to think in that uh, context that there's somebody out there listening, that you're not just sitting here in a, in a, in a room. It's a big room. But you're not just sitting here in a room uh, doing the show to, to yourself. So I, I was listening yesterday. I, I, I love uh, listening to the hockey talk. Dan's the same way. Uh, he's listening to some hockey talk as the Red Wings roll into town. They've lost a, a couple in a row. Uh, the, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, have uh, dropped the first game of the six-game homestand uh, so far. So they're 3-1 and one now through the, uh, the first four games. Uh, it will not be perfect, but it can be the next best thing if they can find a way to pull this one out tonight and uh, and have that impressive 4-1 record going into the game against Columbus on Saturday night. Now, we don't know about Theodore. We don't know whether Mirmanov is going to go in. Uh, if, if that happens, you'll probably see uh, a real shift in ice time and, yeah. and leaning. Now, that's the really good part about this situation. You're missing a ton of players, but you've got a day between now and the game against Columbus. And there's uh, no morning skate today. I don't know whether, like Ottawa, when they went through the the COVID thing, Mm -hmm. they shut down the practices in between. Yeah. In between the games. Just kept everybody away. In fact, Ottawa moved their people into hotels. Into a hotel, not hotels. I think they were all in the same hotel uh, to try and limit any exposure, family, and and, and so forth. Vegas hasn't done that, Mm -hmm. uh, to my knowledge. But you're, you you may not skate tomorrow, so I think Pete DeBoer can can go two and a half lines tonight. I think Pete DeBoer can go four defensemen tonight, and and really uh, get as much as he can out of, out of the top players that he's got available. Meaning Petrangelo, meaning uh, McNabb. Well, I it, I think it also highlights the the importance of the start in this game too mm-hmm. for the Golden Knights. If if you can score first if you can build a lead of some kind in the early part of this game then you should be able to uh to to really focus in on and and make the game a bit easier on the back half if you are are doing the right things and and you are able to protect the lead the worst case scenario for vegas is falling behind early and then just really having to redline as you as as we've seen the golden knights have to do Granted, if there's no practice tomorrow, if that is something that Vegas may not do, then, yeah, I see the merit in it, but I still want What are the chances of them falling behind early? That hasn't happened at all. I mean, ordinarily, they score the first goal of the game. <laughs> but just, but, you know, but it, doesn't the 2-0 hole in the first period seem like a reoccurring theme? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one, right? Like, last couple of games for the Golden Knights, just digging themselves out of holes. Now, Granted, they were they were able to do it in pretty quick fashion in mm-hmm. both games, right? Like, yeah, you get a, a late goal in the first period against Vancouver, and then all of a sudden you're up. You flip the, the script in the second. Uh, against Carolina, it's five-minute span in the second period, and the Golden Knights are right back in the game. But there's a lot of energy that you're expending just trying to chase that, that down. I would really like to see tonight a strong start from Vegas, and I'd like to see them in control of the game. Because when, when you're as shorthanded and depleted as they are, the more within your control, the better, mm-hmm. and and a lead in this game would force 
Detroit to try to open things up a little bit more than I think they'd want to. So defensively, or so you're thinking push it early on. I would like to see them jump on Detroit early. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would like to see the Golden Knights go for broke early. Not at the risk of structure, not at the risk of, of opening things up and, and taking That'd chances. Be fun. Sure, but I, I mean, are you are you oh I I'm in for a seven four game. I think that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I think right now for the Golden Knights, it's about chipping in, getting getting a lead, holding on to it, and, and skating away with two points. Like that that to me is the recipe. Score early, hold the lead, move on to Columbus. Gonna give you a couple of stats that kind of go contrary to to the National Hockey League and, and how things play out. And and one of them is when you allow the first goal. Mm-hmm. When you allow the first goal in the National Hockey League, you traditionally have a very poor record. Sure. And for for the Vegas Golden Knights, the opponent scores first. Vegas is four and three. I don't think anybody listening to that, that the Vegas Golden Knights are four and three when the other team scores first, realizes how great of a record that is, even though it's just one above break even. Yeah. That's huge. Sure. No, normally it's like it'd be two and five at best uh, when you when you uh, the other team scores first. But th- that's that's contracted by uh, when the Golden Knights score first. And that record is five and four. Now normally that record is way better than one game over 500. Mm-hmm. It just it it sort of spills those two stats going against each other spills into this weird wonky first 16, 16 games of of the season. Uh, hockey when you really really deduce it down is random at times. And I think that's kind of what the the stat speaks to like not every not every deficit early in a game is is really indicative or telling of of how that game is being played. So, uh, you know, it, randomized numbers mm-hmm. in this sense don't surprise me that much, except for we've seen trends over years and years and years where you you often score the first goal, you often win the game. When you look at the total of the numbers, they've scored first in nine of the sixteen games, mm-hmm. roughly, like basically half. Sure, which gives you like no information at all out of that <laughs> zero information out of that there's not there's not any trend there no going no where you can say they've they've been great early or they well the 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 trend was early in the year where the golden knights scored first in five mm. straight games and they were one and four and now that's, now, it, now, now it's, it's all out. over the place yeah. yeah uh crazy but uh congratulations to bryce harper for winning the MVP, and thank you for giving the uh, the Valley some good vibes, even though Ryan is deflecting that. Can you just take all the vibes that you would normally get from from Bryce Harper? I'm really, and really dump it into the Golden Knights Bryce bucket? Harper. I'm really excited for Bryce Harper. I You're think not it's a baseball awesome. fan. Hmm? You're not a baseball fan. At the risk of being Michael the other day, who phoned up with the Raiders question. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Are you going to yell at me <laughs> about talking about another sport on this show? I, I, I don't think I yelled. No, no, no. I was you didn't stern. yell. You I were, was stern. I mean. One man's stern is another is another man's condescending. I don't know. Like it, it was. Listen, don't get me wrong. It was warranted. Mm-hmm. I was right there with you. I thought you did a great job. Tip of the cap to you. But you know, you know where that whole thing went wrong? The Tom Brady comparison. No, no, it was the fact that the guy 
got on the air to begin with. <laughs> well, did did actually you know what? Let's bring in Chapman because I'm curious. Chapman, the person that called in and started uh, beacon the Raiders and Derek Carr. How did that person actually get on the air past the the diligent screening process that you have set up? Well, let's let's exclude the word diligent. What what from, is from that from that statement well, well, and let's 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 uh remove screening process okay but, but here's the thing Sh- should you should you not screen in a very basic way to to ensure that who you put on the air isn't going to lead to fines and suspensions well that's that's what we staff? have a, that's what we have a delay for 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 is the delay on right now yes oh okay was it on that day it's always on Oh, okay. No, no, that's wrong. That's, I don't believe that. Well, a second, because I've been part of shows where you went. Ah, I forgot to put it on. <laughs> well, since since then, it's it's, it's always on. But uh, yeah. what well, is well, the process there... when when somebody phones? So let's do it. Let's do a test. Uh, I'm I'm ringing uh, the phone. Answer it. Ring, 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 ring. Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hi, can I go on the air? I want to talk to the guys. What do you want to talk about? That's, That's not, not what that you say. That is not what you say. Yes, listen. I I learned from one so of the then, very so best. Then, and so then, what did he say to get on the air? He said, "Hockey." No, he, come this, on. He's making this, this up ridiculous. as he goes along. This is ridiculous. Listen, every Chapman. everyone who's ever called into this show has wanted to talk about the Golden Knights. Like I, I to this day, still. Just, I mean, it's only been admit, four days. Just but admit you didn't ask him. Why would I? Why no? No, I'm not going to admit just to that. that I'm not going to lie. Him. I'm not going to lie on the air that I didn't ask him. You're doing that right now. No, Chapman, I'm in the studio with you. Yeah, but you don't pay attention. I listen to when you answer the phones. You don't even pay attention to Ryan when he's talking to you. You're not paying attention to me. You, you do not ask what they want to talk about. I always do. You ask their name. And yes. Then you write it down. Yes. And I say, <laughs> and what do you want to talk about? And that's an accomplishment. What do you want to talk? Well. You reading the names is the accomplishment. Ryan yes. had Ryan had zero issue reading the names on Monday. Chapman, I was in the studio too. Do you remember that? Yeah. You didn't ask him what he wanted to talk about. Yeah, I did. I always no, do. You did not. I always ask. Come on. <laughs> let's not let's not turn this show into a house of lies, okay? Oh, that is uh, that is so funny. There's uh, Chris Chapman. You'll get uh, more of him on catching up with Chapman, but next Monday. When we open up the phones at 4 o'clock, like we do every Monday for the opening block of the VGK Insider Show, you will be asked what you want to talk about. And uh, Rita and Lou and Stephanie and uh, all of our regulars, uh, we're just we're just going to try something out. It's, it's nothing uh, that you've done wrong. It was Chapman and Michael that made this happen. So don't take offense to it. Uh, don't they? They, don't they won't they. take offense. They're 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 all good people. They're fine, well, upstanding it's gonna, it's citizens. It's going to be new for them to have yeah. to explain what they're calling about. Well, I mean, sometimes sometimes people will, will tell me like like they want to. They'll they'll tell me like their oh. their entire like diatribe, and I'm like, no, 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 I don't need to know this. Just I'll put you on the air. You tell the guys. Don't tell me. I'm not I'm not the host. <laughs> everything everything you've heard in the last five minutes coming from Chris Chapman has been a flat-out lie. Blasphemous. Just, just know that. Uh, Chapman with Catching with Chapman. Uh, the last block in hour number two. Uh, we'll take a break, come back with the play of the day, which is a beauty, and it is emotional as we continue. Live from T-Mobile Arena, ahead of the Detroit Red Wings, the Vegas Golden Knights, and Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Time for the play of the day, VGK Insider style. Chapman. 
Rangers after a loose puck. Tripping. No cause. Hayes was tripped up. Wow. I don't know how they missed that one. As now Ristolainen steals. Ristolainen to Hayes. Hayes, the pass. Stolen. Now the shot. He scores. Oh, well. It ends well. Hayes on the board. It's tied at one. You saw him scored for his brother. Goes off Anderson's feet. There's a good steal by Ristolainen. Uh, watch Hayes here. Gets the puck back off Anderson. Attempted pass and looks to the sky for Jimmy. That's for you, Jimmy. Now, that goal was actually Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. uh, we wanted to make sure that, uh, that you didn't think it was the Flyers scoring at DeWill tonight, but they, they actually are, uh, <laughs> the way that things are going. I, I first glance, I thought, did he do it again? But, uh, yeah, uh, Hayes' brother uh, passing away. Uh, just before the start of the season, uh, looking at these guys, one of the most emotional plays of the day that you will hear on the VGK Insider Show. Back with hour number two, continuing to tee up the Red Wings and the Golden Knights on Fox Sports Las Vegas.